It's This Week in Bourbon, where the show must go on. And here's your headlines for September 2nd, 2022. Denny Potter and Jane Bowie both leave Maker's Mark at the same exact time. Blue Run Spirits will invest almost $51 million into building a new 35,000-square-foot distillery in Georgetown, Kentucky. And Russell's Reserve has announced the debut of Russell's Reserve Single Rick House. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Hey everybody, welcome officially to Bourbon Heritage Month. We're kicking off September and it's uh, it's happening. I didn't think we were going to make it this year, but we're, we're here. What'd you think? World I was mean, end? I wasn't or paying attention to the Aztec calendar, but it, it could have. I'm, I'm sure we were going to make it. Some days it feels <laughs> yeah, like exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, every week we're recording this and we're like, oh gosh, how much more news can we really take? And uh, apparently there's still more news to be able to talk about. Oh gosh, yeah, it's just begun. But yeah, we went from recording in person to now uh, across the country. <laughs> yeah. you know, thousands of miles away. So coming to you live from San Francisco this week is Kenny. Well, coming to you recorded. I guess that's the best way to do it. But yeah, like I said, the show yeah. must go on. It was one of those things. I'm actually out here for my my company's big conference. Got done with. I had five speaking sessions this week. So I'm. This is. Oh. Uh, I tell you, I'm. I'm almost done with speaking. I'm gonna have to go and just you know, have some throat lozenges after this to just kind of like get back to normal after maybe a hot toddy. I really haven't had any, I haven't had any straight bourbon this week, but I tell you what, San Francisco has got it on point with when it comes to bars and whiskey bars and cocktail bars and everything like that. I've been thoroughly enjoying my, my stay here. Yeah. Same for, I mean, if you get over all the, all the tweakers and the, you know, the needles and on the ground and stuff like that. After you get through there or you go a little bit outside of like where I'm at and like on Powell Street, the real kind of like downtown tourist area, you get outside of that, then it's it's much better. Yeah, I only did like, I think we did San Francisco for like two nights and I was like, uh, I'm good. Take me back to Wine Range. Oh man. But it was good. There's a lot of good food. i your Sherpa next time. A lot of cool art and yeah, I guess I, maybe I didn't, 
did go to a Giants game. That was awesome, you know. And I was looking for like a hot dog and you know basic baseball food, and they're like, no, but we have a lobster roll, <laughs> and it was amazing. Um, and Parmesan fries that were outstanding. But uh, yeah, no, Sanford, it was cool, but I don't know. I, I just not. I'm not a. It's not anything against San Francisco. I'm just not a big city person. Yeah, I, we know you love the uh, foliage. Chattanooga is like my my size. Like that's too big that's for your, me. That's your jam. So. They. I, I did hear a wild stat that because you said you went to a Giants game that there is an insane amount of jackets that are purchased at a Giants game because people go to the game oh. and don't realize how cold it gets at night, and it's just like a freaking wind tunnel through there. That's what I'm not you trying to pack for going to Napa and then San Francisco is like you need four seasons <laughs> all it's like you just got you got a winter coat you got shorts you got yeah it's that I was amazed too at how cold that bay fog is it's like you're like oh it's gonna be 60 today I'll be fine and you know next thing you're like oh my god I'm going to North Face and getting parka <laughs> I mean it is true because it's it gets cold and then as soon as you step in the sun you start sweating it's it's all over the place but let's it go ahead we'll start with some yeah. news and this isn't even bourbon news i saw this and i said well i'm sure there's some of the beer drinkers out there and there's some people that love contests so why not as well just go ahead and talk about it so modello they're the official beer sponsor of college football playoffs and they're recognizing the full-time commitment that it takes and the fighting spirit to be a college football fan and so they are now going to partner and actually celebrating college football fans by giving them the chance to prove that they are actually a fan by giving them a full-time salary of $100,000 plus a trip to the College Football National Championship in Los Angeles in January of 2023 in the Modelo Full-Time Fan Contest. So one contest first prize winner will also win a trip to the National Championship game, and Modelo is offering instant game day prizes to fans all season long in the Modelo Full-Time Fan Instant Win Game Sweepstakes. Modelo is partnering with college football legend and ESPN analyst Desmond Howard again this season to determine which fan has the most fighting spirit. At the college football or CFP National Championship, Howard will award the winning fan their quote-unquote salary prize and a college football experience only Modelo can provide. To win the salary prize, college football fans must also prove to Modelo and Desmond Howard why they should be the grand prize full-time fan winner through a photo and a 200-word essay submission. No purchase is necessary to enter the contest. It's open to legal residents of 50 U.S. states plus D.C., 21 or older, and no alcohol is awarded with the prizes. But for complete details, you can go to modellousa.com slash pages slash college football. Yeah, Cecil's not applying for that. <laughs> 200 uh, word essays too much. <laughs> I mean, I want to enjoy my football. I don't want to be like a full time fan. I just want to. It's funny that Modelo's sponsoring because, like, hell, half the college schools don't even allow alcohol on campus. You well, know? it's that, uh, but I so guess you're right because you look at all the all the advertisements, especially for football time, it's, or it's football season, what Budweiser didn't renew the contract or something like that for NFL. And so now Miller and all these other people can start advertising during NFL games or something like that. At least that's what I heard. I can't remember. Yeah, but this is it is, college, it is. right? This is, this is a random fact yeah. that I just remembered. I'd love to hear these essays. <laughs> I spend 17 hours a day on message boards and oh. I call into the fan radio show and it's true. <laughs> I don't sleep. It's, there's, uh, there's it's some hilarious. crazies out there that love it, but we'll keep going. And and while we're doing this, we might as well just stay out of the bourbon, a bourbon realm and let's go ahead and jump into marijuana. So cannabis, it's becoming more commonly used in various markets across the U.S. to treat a variety of illnesses, including neurological disorders, epilepsy, cancer, and pain management. And cannabis consumption has also been fully legalized for recreational use in 19 U.S. states, and the drug is gaining traction within the health-conscious communities. But demand for cannabis drinks is predicted to rise as a result of legalization of recreational or medicinal versions. So the global cannabis drinks market is set to grow by a value of $8.3 billion in 2032, with a compound annual growth rate of around 37.5%, and that's according to Future Market Insights. And it, I only add this because of cannabis drinks. I don't know if it'll lead into bourbon, but I'm sure it will at some point. Yeah, I, I, I know the core's... They're like he heavily investing in the cannabis drinks. I'm just a, Constellation I'm made a, a Constellation made an acquisition of yeah. both a bourbon company and a cannabis company. So 
I guess if you could get, but this is just cannabis drinks without alcohol, right? So far. Or is this I so mean, far? Right? People will, people will push that's the That's what alcohol. would make me nervous is with the alcohol and uh, cannabis. Not that, I'm not saying I'm against it, but like, let's figure the dosage out. And if the standard is Wana, you know, the <laughs> you know, they really dial in their dosage. So let's see if, you know, they can do it with the cannabis drinks also, you know, because I could just see people being like, oh, there's, you know, say a whole drink has, has a, you know, a hundred milligrams. And then the next thing, you know, somebody chugs it accidentally. And hundred like, milligrams? Oh boy. Yeah. You're, on f- you're in for a wild ride, my friend. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Right in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting Indian style in the hallway, calling your mom. All right. Let's actually get into bourbon now. People are probably like, that's, that's enough random news. Let's actually talk about some bourbon. And there is an exciting program that will be launching at the Fraser History Museum. Sorry, Fraser History Museum. It's one of my words. I've been talking too much this week. And that's going to allow a limited number of consumers to participate in their exclusive invitation-only online bourbon subscription membership. And that's going to be offering exclusive bottlings and expressions from the greatest names in American whiskey. It's called Bourbon Limited. And it works like this. So every two to three months, members will have the opportunity to purchase a bottle of limited edition offerings from the nation's best whiskey companies and have them delivered to your door. It says only 5,000 bottles are being produced by partner distilleries, but there's 5,000 I heard in here and otherwhere. So I don't know if the numbers all add up, but this is what it said. Now, these exceptional statements of each distiller's art will not be available anywhere else. And each shipment will be a distinct one, or sorry, will be distinct from the previous one. And all of them will be produced in very small quantities, making them sought after for both the rarity and their taste. The process is simple as the whiskey is special. Members will provide a credit card and address details upon joining, and shortly before each shipment is sent, they will receive a confirmation email. All details will be handled seamlessly and invisibly. It's never been easier for aficionados to get their hands on the whiskey everybody else was talking about. So this members-only club will serve as a showcase for all the things that make bourbon so unique and uniquely American. It will provide participants with a wealth of inside information and the stories that bourbon lovers love to share with their friends. And every now and then, members can expect a little something extra in appreciation for their support. Only 5,000 memberships will be available, and starting on beginning on September 8th, bourbon fans, bourbon fans will be able to reserve their spots by going to bourbon.limited. That is, that is the domain name, bourbon.limited, and provide a credit card number, email, and mailing address. With each release, you'll get an update with your next unique bottle sold exclusively to you by the curated and participating distillers and details about your shipment as it is being prepared. Members can cancel anytime with no obligation, although they'll give up their place on being in the member list. Hmm. So say what distilleries are parting with, or are you just kind of... It's kind of, a, kind of like up in the a, air right now. A Flaviar thing where you just... Uh, or is it Flaviar where you pay and they just send you like random... They Flaviar does some things with like samples, but I think you can also upgrade your membership to get bottles every month or every other month. Yeah, it is. It's just another subscription service. But I would say that the one thing you've got going when it comes to the 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 Fraser History Museum is that they're a part of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. They're the first stop of it. So they've probably got some good connections to some of the major distilleries. And I would assume that you're probably going to get some one-off sort of things that'll only be available and coming from some of the majors. Because with 5,000, that then that kind of takes out barrel picks. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. That's, you know, that would... Yeah, I mean, 5,000 members, it, it feels like a lot. And 5,000 bottles per release, that feels like a lot too. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that's... Honestly, that... That Hell, feels like a we'll partner yeah, with them. I was, we'll do a <laughs> yeah. It was like, well, how many barrels do you want? We'll we'll go ahead and sell it to you. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're going to have their own sort of Amazon warehouse of shipping and receiving because that's a lot of packages to go out. Yeah, and it, I guess it didn't get into like no ship states or this or that or yeah. I'm I mean, sure that's all. In I I am going to assume that either they are following the Kentucky law where they can only have I think like eight reciprocal states right now or they are going to go and, you know, pull the Blake and the Bourbon Outfitter route and just run it through D.C. somewhere and and get around that. But who knows? Uh, I'd be interested to kind of see it. We got invited to go to a sort of a press release for it next week, but uh, I'll be too busy and, and won't be able to make it. But it'd be interesting to know more about it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, sounds cool. So our first kind of big headline and 
I, I know I was pretty shocked to get this email and so was the round table and kind of our, our backend Twitter discussion. So this was coming directly from Rob Samuels over at Makers Mark. And he said that we have been incredibly fortunate over the years to have key individuals join our Makers Mark family who have been a tremendous custodians of this legacy with people like Denny Potter, their general manager and master distiller and Jane Bowie, their head of innovation and blending. So just like our founders, Denny and Jane, they also have an entrepreneurial itch that they have expressed desire to blaze their own trails in the bourbon industry with a new venture. While Denny and Jane will depart with our utmost thanks on September 2nd, today, there's their final day. So guys, if you're at Maker's Mark today, make sure you shake hands with them because you won't see them there anymore sporting the, the red letters. But they will always be members of the Maker's Mark family. And I simply can't thank Denny and Jane enough for the tremendous impact that they have had on Maker's Mark around the world. I will be announcing their successors in due course. And in the meantime, we will continue to create the highest quality bourbon and pursue an exciting future for this great brand. I, I like how they third pursuit in there. Is that, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even catch that. I'm glad you did. Yeah, this was a big surprise. And I was getting texts from a lot of friends in Bardstown, you know, who, because I got a lot of friends and family that work at Makers and work at Heaven Hill and this and that. And they're like, can you believe this? You know, and like, who do you think they'll hire next? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't, I, I can't believe it really. Um, I'm, well, I can and I can't. It's uh, Makers will be okay. Denny's obviously a fantastic master distiller and Heaven Hill's, you know, done fine without him, but he's, awesome guy too and he'll be successful in whatever he does jane is obviously a fantastic blender and um really has elevated you know that kind of helping makers pivot from being just makers um and really elevated the was it the rcs or yeah, whatever all the fi- i get those the codes finishing <laughs> stave series or whatever it is yeah yeah it's just and i'm sure we're going to talk about it too you know the blue run and then you got other news of distilleries and they're going to start their own another brand and it's it's like all right all right <laughs> it's starting to get it was already crowded starting to get even more crowded and but with even more serious players so it's uh it's definitely interesting i don't know how to like process it yeah, really yeah i mean all the power to them i can't wait to kind of hear what it's going to be next and i'm almost interested to hear more about where they're getting their funding and, and how they're doing actually it. should we break the news you want to break some news yeah they're we're starting a distillery. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I'm go. kidding. <laughs> yeah, and I've been booted, and Jane Bow is taking over. Yeah, there we go. I love that. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Uh, this is the last time you're going to speak from hear from Ryan for a while. Now, nah, I, I got yeah, booted. I, I, I'd be interested to kind of see what they're going to do, and and whether they're going to be going with some people that already have the investment, in the pockets, and the barrels, or whether they're going to try to be like us, and they're going to go and try to crowd raise, fundraise, and buy barrels on the open market and figure out what they can do with it. I figure at this point, they've probably got a lot of good connections that maybe they don't have to go to the open market. And they probably have some barrels stocked away from somebody that's just been holding on and they'll be able to come out with some crazy 10-year-old stuff on the first go. We'll be like, son of a bitch, like we never had this opportunity, but they got yeah. they might, have, might have some good connections. I mean, the rumor is there is a... there's. A, a distillery that's either existed or it's going to exist with them. You know, it's like not just going to be like a source thing. Like, I don't know. Uh, that's just rumblings in Bardstown or whatever, but it's take that with a grain of salt. Okay. You know, well, we'll <laughs> find out um, soon enough then. Is it one of these secret distilleries that have been contracting for a while and now all of a sudden they're going to come out of the, the shadows? Is that what you think it is? Probably. I don't know. This whiskey, it's getting wild, man. Does it's, it have three letters? <laughs> There's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I think we dropped enough hints of, of things that people can probably go and figure out themselves. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. So Denny and Jane, they're leaving. They're starting their own brand. They're going to start their own thing. Who knows if it's going to be a distillery, if they're just going to be some NDPs. But there's also a, another distillery that's going to be opening very, very soon. And that's Fresh Bourbon Distilling Company. And they're announcing their upcoming opening of their bourbon and cocktail tasting experience. They'll be located on East Main Street in Lexington, Kentucky. So a ribbon cutting ceremony with Governor Andy Bashir and Sean and Tia Edwards, the founders of Fresh Bourbon, will be held at the tasting room on today, Friday, September 2nd at 1 p.m. The Fresh Bourbon Tasting Room brings a premium and sophisticated bourbon and cocktail experience tailored to Kentucky bourbon tourists. 
The location in central downtown Lexington is walkable from all major downtown hotels, and it's a first for bourbon tourism of destination in the city. Tasting room guests will be able to experience a guided bourbon tasting and interactive plus customized mixology sessions led by highly trained mixologists, as well as have the opportunity to purchase unique fashions and lifestyle products selected by Tia Edwards. The tasting room interior is a display of modern luxury with marble floors, porcelain tile, and chandeliers. With also, it has imported African Kwazinga wood paneling. I'm pretty sure I screwed that one up, but it's all designed to reflect and celebrate the elegance, sophistication, and glamour of a modern bourbon and cocktail life cycle lifestyle life cycle i've said life cycle 10 times this week because that's what the product i work on is but <laughs> software is. so the focus is on the drinker that contrasts against the manufacturing plant experiences presented at mini bourbon distilleries so fresh bourbon distillery company they were actually founded back in 2017 and launched its bourbon in 2020 and that was produced in partnership with hartfield and company distillery in paris kentucky and fresh bourbon uses a unique four grain recipe incorporating honey malt, which is a they say is a very rarely used grain in distilling. The bourbon is distilled in pre-prohibition era style in a copper pot still and is matured in a mix of barrel sizes from six gallons that are called nano barrels into traditional 53 gallon barrels with varying maturation times. Tickets for the tasting room experience will be available at freshbourbon.com when it opens to the public. What was the name of the distillery you said in Paris? Hartfield and Company. Heart feeling good. Have you I heard have them? before. Yes. There's there's small, okay. I mean, dude, small copper pot still, nothing massive, not big operation or anything like that. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Well, this is cool. Yeah. Fresh bourbon. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say I haven't seen it or yeah, tried you have. it. But we, like we it, got right? a sample of it. Have we got a sample of it a long time ago, back when it was like their one year or two year product. And I, to be, oh, gotcha. to be fair, uh, I could just, I could nose it and go, I'm not going to drink this. Yeah. I'm assuming that at this point, if they were able to open up a distillery or open up a, a visitor experience, I'm assuming the, the whiskey's got better by then because you can't open up a bourbon experience and just have really terrible tasting whiskey. Well, maybe you can and people just don't know any better, but at some point. Well, will... if you're doing cocktails. <laughs> there you go. Hide it all in a cocktail. <laughs> Smart move. Said you get to do mixology yeah. and stuff, but no, don't um, drink it neat. No, no, we're gonna make sure we mix this before you drink it. Maybe they still are cocktail raw uh, idea. Yeah, we still need to <laughs> cocktail need to work bourbon on that one. But no, congratulations to them. That's a huge accomplishment and exciting stuff for for the brand. So we'll have to go check it out. Yeah, next time I'm in Lexington for a UK football game, I'll have to stop on by. Looking forward to it. So if we want to get in the financials a little bit here, is that Brown Foreman? They've reported financial results for its first quarter of fiscal 23, with a reported net sales increasing 11% to $1 billion, That's a, with a B with my finger in my mouth like uh, Dr. Evil there. And that's up 17% compared to the same prior year period. So in the quarter, reported operating income increased 19% to $343 million, and diluted earnings per share increased 30% to $0.52. Cents. The Jack Daniels family of brands delivered double-digit reported net sales growth of 11%, and premium bourbons, propelled by Woodford Reserve and Old Forester, delivered 35% reported net sales growth, driven by higher volumes in the United States. Also, an estimated increase in distributor inventories positively impacted Woodford Reserve's and Old Forester's reported net sales. There was a lot more in there, but I said that was probably all we care about to talk about on here. Yeah, it's. Uh, I saw that. I got that email as well, I'm sure, because we're on the same <laughs> info <laughs> or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's fascinating that Woodford's still growing at 35%. Uh, or, you know, that's insane to me, but, you know, it just shows you that bourbon is still growing domestically like gangbusters. And Jack Daniels is probably, they probably finally got glass. <laughs> and so they were able to <laughs> get sales back up, you know, and, uh, I think I read too that RTDs were the Jack Daniels RTDs were really They're popping, helping them. Uh, yeah. yeah. The the other thing that was also in there, yes, they have also increased their sales, but I remember they also read that they have increased their marketing spend by twenty three percent too. You know, mm. it all it all evens out at the end of the day. You spend more in marketing, you make more sales, but maybe you maybe it maybe it doesn't even out. Maybe you make more money. I don't know. I'm not in the I know nobody. We gotta figure that one out. It's so funny. Everybody's like, I think last week it was like, whatever. Uh, Uncle Nears like, fastest growing company to this many case sales, and I want to be like, 
Yes, are you in the black or red? Uh, <laughs> that's what I care about is profit margins. And what is there any margin left at the end? And uh, probably a similar case here. And I'm sure there is. Um, you love your these big like, companies. I love the man, spreadsheets. You love your P and L's. I do love the P and L's. I like P and L's. I like being profitable. I don't like being. <laughs> I don't like being in the red. It's not. I don't like the yeah. valleys. Yeah. Well. You know, I, I, I'd be curious to see what Buffalo Trace is when they talk about, you know, where they are in their journey, too, because they came out with another press release this week, which it's not really news because it's just the same news, but they're just reinforcing it a little bit. But that's OK, because everybody loves to talk about everything Buffalo Trace. And when I say being in the black or the red is because they are spending one point two billion dollars over the next few years to be able to expand. And so this is kind of what they said is that they are on track to produce more bourbon than ever as progress on its expansion project continues. So nine years ago, Buffalo Trace Distillery began to meet growing consumer demand for its products. And to the date, those efforts have been resulted in an increase in whiskey making at the distillery of around 50%. In the coming years, that number is projected to double with the completion of Buffalo Trace's distillery's additional stillhouse. The $1.2 billion expansion encompasses all of the operations at Buffalo Trace Distillery, starting with a new distribution center and bottling operation in 2015 and 2019. More recently, the distillery added 14 new barrel warehouses, 12 fermenters, additional cookers, a new cooling system, and tripled the size of its visitor center. In 2022, Buffalo Trace's additional dry house, hammer mill, and additional still house and wastewater treatment plant have been constructed and will be operational by the end of this year. The newly constructed still house will begin operating in December 2022, and it allows Buffalo Trace to double its production. The second still house is located just adjacent to Buffalo Trace's existing still house and contains a duplicate still of Buffalo Trace's existing still. It stands 40 feet tall and has the capacity of 60,000 gallons a day. In addition to increased production, the expansion has added 200 production-focused distillery jobs at Buffalo Trace over the past four years. And with the continued capacity increases, there will be up to 50 more jobs in the next few years as well. I feel like they've been spending a billion dollars a year for like the past yeah. five years. <laughs> that's, that's how you stay in the news is with the B's, not the, not the M's. You stay with the B's and you keep people keep talking about it. Yeah, it's these numbers are just crazy. It's like, but yeah, I think I was telling you the other day, you, you, you look at when bourbon peaked in 1970 and I think it sold like 36 million, 12 or sorry. Yeah. 36 million non-liter cases which are 12 packs and last year bourbon sold like 27 million uh non-liter cases and the population in 1970 was 200 million and the population now is 330 million so i'm sure you see that and you're like okay <laughs> there's still a lot more room uh, to grow we still got room to grow yeah but how much more room i mean too, i was reading like, about quick question for you i mean like how much more room like we have it's it's hard it's well I don't know. People were all like, oh, there's a bourbon shortage. You go to your liquor store. There's not a bourbon shortage. There's plenty of bourbon on the shelves. It's just the stuff. Well, well it's just the stuff people are chasing after, you know, the, the wellers and all that kind of crap. Of course, people are chasing after you can't find them or anything like that. But there's plenty of bourbon on the shelves. I, I, I just it's kind of a misnomer, but maybe I'm just overthinking it. <laughs> you OK, are. That, you're, you're just worried about the whiskey geeks, whereas the common Gosh, I got to get a better <laughs> they name. Call people the common. Everyday drinker. Yeah, the common folk. <laughs> yeah. You know, with the people that drink are going to drink Evan Williams and uh, Buffalo Trace or, you know, uh, Maker's Mark or this or that, you know, it's, there's no shortage of that, but there's probably in other parts of the country there are. Um, I don't know. It's, and I guess we're not even considering the whole international market when we know that most of these big producers are only putting out you know, five, five to 8% yeah, of their at, total output is going to international markets. Yeah. If you look at charts of like the biggest whiskey drinking countries in the world, like India, India is like a hundred X, like what us is like number two, I think. And India is like a hundred X times whiskey. Now it's all scotch, but like you think about that, if you just like convert just like you, I think Mike Shapiro said, if you convert like one out of every, 20 scotch drinkers in india it'd like wipe out all of the production in kentucky right now or something so we'll just make sure just a little bit of that happens we don't need we don't need the whole we don't need all of it to go wipe but get wiped out but we'll just we'll just keep building more warehouses that's that's all it's going to do just more expansion 
Well, that's right. Speaking of expansion, it's our last news topic here, and that's all about Blue Run Spirits. They're going to invest almost $51 million into building a new 35,000 square foot distillery in Georgetown, Kentucky. So Blue Run Spirits will be the first distillery in Scott County in over 50 years. And the almost $51 million investment will include a 20,000 square foot rickhouse and will become the company's first vertically integrated distilling operation and future headquarters. The funding will be used to cover the site acquisition costs, construction, and to acquire the distilling equipment. Furthermore, the investment will also create around 45 full-time jobs for local people, spanning roles from operations to administrative positions. But in 2022, the company forecasts that it will quintuple its 2021 volume to reach 50,000 four and a half liter cases, which is about 50,000 six packs. And by 2023, this is expected to increase to around 85,000 to 100,000 cases. By value, that's year's sales projections are expected to hit around 15 million. Wow. Um, sorry, I was still looking at India. <laughs> what that, was the case volume time <laughs> on, the, on this weekend? Program. You're <laughs> like, know. I'm still on this India thing. Did I, was it India? Yeah, yeah it that was. Because we, we went last... through all the, the different uh, scotches that, that they drink oh, and gosh. stuff like that. And we, we looked at the, the case yes. volumes of, of when we said, like, this one's like way up here. And I predicted, I, pre- oh, yeah, yeah, this I is predicted different. it would be half, but, you know, it was more than half. Well, this is a different yeah. statistic. <laughs> no, so, okay, here we go. Really quickly, sorry, we'll get to you, Blue Run. (laughs) Um, So India consumed 1.5 billion liters of whiskey. This is in 2014, whereas the U.S., which is in second, is 462 liters. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a huge, like, amount that India is consuming compared to the rest of the world. We'll keep coming with the facts next time. That's almost... Dude, that's combined. So that's the U.S., France, Japan, the United Kingdom, Spain, Brazil, and South Africa combined are still less than what India drinks in one year. Okay. And whiskey. All right. Well, we know. But sorry. That's okay. We know the top drinking country. So if that comes on Jeopardy now, everybody is going to know that fact. Yep. All right. Case volumes at Blue Run. I've I've been wanting to hear this. So 2021, they did 50,000 six-packs. In 2023, it's expected to get, or should I say, uh, oh, I'm sorry. In 2022, they're going to reach 50,000 six packs. In 2023, it's going to be somewhere between 85 to 100,000. Gotcha. And that's so, yeah, and that's on source stuff. And then, well, contract distilled, contract distilled. Well, yeah, contract distilled. Sorry. I mean, I don't. Obviously, we contract still, but still considered it's, sourced. I know. We should probably but, have um, a debate about that one day, whether that's still considered sourcing or not. That's a good topic for another time. But uh, yeah, this is another one that you're like excited about, but you're kind of like, okay, not scratching your head, but you're just like, okay, another big player in the market is going to be laying down a F ton of whiskey. And you're like, okay, can the market support it? And I think it will, but, you know, and obviously they've, they're smart dudes and they're great guys and girls. I'm sure they have girls involved too, but um, yeah, I mean, it's everybody wants to use the G word, the glut, you know, and I'm like trying not to <laughs> try not to get sucked it's into like, it. Gosh, this week has really just kind of like, it's like, couldn't they spread these announcements out a little bit? <laughs> At least a know? month or two. Yeah. Let me it's forget like, about oh the last gosh. one. And then I, and then the three letter ones come in, you know, that's going to be the biggest of them all. And we can't even, don't even know what that's going to be about. So very um, true. Yeah. I don't know, but congratulations, Em. It's a huge feat. I mean, to, 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 you know, those, I mean, two years ago, three years ago, they were probably doing about the same amount of volume we were and to, to multiply it to where they are today is incredible. Yeah. And it, it is good. I mean, they, they had the foresight to be able to put down stuff about, three and a half, four years before we did. And so they were able to scale a lot quicker and that they've, it, every, it's like everything else in this business. You know, you get, you get a little bit of luck and persistence, you know, the persistence of them to continually keep trying to, you know, find a different angle to reach bourbon consumers, uh, find a different demographic, everything like that. But, you know, it's, it's also a bit of luck. They, you know, they won best bourbon at San Francisco, which really put them on the map. They've got, you know, they they created a packaging that 
by luck just resonated with so many people. And it's, it's just a combination of all that. And that's really just where I see how a lot of people really find success at the end of the day. And I don't think this is going to be another, uh, it, it should have say it's going to be a repeat of that. And I, I, I'm excited to kind of see, you know, when this breaks ground, you know, being in, I, I thought the only thing that was a little bit different, I was like, oh, Georgetown, it's going to be a little bit out of the way. Not, but I think some of their founders are from there. That, okay. I'm just saying, I, if you want the, the visitor, you want, you want a lot of foot traffic. It's, that's like when you go to bullet in, uh, oh, crap, where is it at? It's Shelbyville. Shelbyville. Yeah. <laughs> it gets the only thing there. And therefore they don't really get the foot traffic that you're going to see in Bardstown or Louisville or heck even Frankfurt with having three distilleries that are somewhat close to each other. Yeah, Georgetown is pretty close to Lexington, though. It's, you know, right there on 64. It's not too far. So I guess you could go to Fresh Bourbon and then go to Blue Run. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to the to the, the urban Lexington Bourbon Yeah, because you got that. Plus, plus Georgetown. Downtown, you got that. You got James E. Pepper. There's the Town & Branch. What's the, the, the overarching company? But that's there as well. Alltech, Alltech. thank you. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. So, yeah, and Woodford's not too far away from there. Uh, and Castle and Key, you know, just right up the 64 right. exit. Well, you know, maybe I didn't look at my map recently, but I figured I was like, I don't know where that Georgetown is, but they have a huge American flag there. I think one of the biggest in the country. I think there you go. Another it's random like, fact that I didn't, I don't. <laughs> I have no idea why, but so do you think Jim will be the distilling there? That's a great question. I, I was kind of thinking that myself. What's what's Mr. Rutledge going to be doing? Because you know he he tried to get a distillery up and running quite a while ago. He has been there. Uh, what do you what do you say? Kind of master distiller in contract. Is the Indiegogo funding this <laughs> distillery. <laughs> yeah, you get a challenge coin with it. I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to kind of see if if Jim will be at the helm, or if not they'll be kind of taking a page out of, or, you know, book out of, a page out of the book of some other people where like new rep, where they just have a distilling team instead of having one person that's a master distiller. But I don't know. They're, they're not what you would call a, a mo like a very traditional type of, of whiskey company. So they might go that route instead of appointing somebody as just the master distiller. But I would, I would highly doubt that they wouldn't have Jim just come in there at some point and just make sure that, you know, he sets everything up, dots all the I's, crosses all the T's, and he's going to be the one that kind of gets them moving down the right direction and, and everything like that. Yeah, it'd be crazy if Denny and Jane next week are like, <laughs> we're going to Blue Run. We'll be at Blue Run. <laughs> yeah, that, that would brand. be wild to actually hear that. <laughs> all right. That would make me feel better because it'd be in one less brand out there trying to, you know, make it so, but... No, they'll they'll be successful. They've already well, they've already been successful, and they're, I'm sure they're just they see the future. And they're so popular, you know, out in the West Coast, you know that that butterfly really sings, you know, out there and in everywhere. A lot of people love the whiskey's good and the packaging's great, you know. So I'm excited. All for that. comes together. All right, let's go yep. ahead. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with some bourbon release news. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, 
transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. Hey, everybody. We're back. I know you missed us, but we're going to talk about some bourbon release news. And honestly, we don't have too much to go through. We only got like three stories. So this will be rather quick as we kind of go through here. <laughs> and but in like four years, there's going to be like <laughs> 50,000 in each episode. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to have to have two parters every single week for this week in bourbon because there's going to be so many <laughs> damn labels that'll be coming on the market. The guy who runs the Instagram account of coming whiskey just can't keep up. He's got to figure out how to automate this because there's just, it's gonna be a flood of things. Yeah. The TTB is going to have to hire 40 new people to look at labels. Yeah. It's a trickle effect. So we all know whistle pig, you know, they've, they launched their piggyback rye not too long ago, but guess what? They're now launching a bourbon. That's right. Whistle pig is going to have their first ever bourbon. It's a hundred proof piggyback bourbon. And there's, this release is said to showcase Whistlepig's bold approach to grain, age, and ABV with a sweeter spin. It is made with a corn, rye, barley trifecta, go figure, and includes a super high... No, <laughs> they really like left a lot of the details up to the imagination in this. But it says it includes a super high corn mash bill seasoned with a dash of rye and a nod to Whistlepig's roots. The spirit has been aged in char number three barrels to add layers of complexity and before being bottled at 50% ABV. The Whistle Pig Piggyback 100 Proof Bourbon Whiskey will be available via e-commerce sites and in select markets starting on August 30th with a retail price of around $50. I was about to say, before you say anything, I didn't get to see a picture on the back where it says distilled in XYZ. So that is yet to be determined, but... You know, a dollar to the first squid yeah, juice. I was say a dollar to the first person who <laughs> takes a picture, puts it on Instagram, and just tags us that says, "Look, this is where it says it's distilled at." We're gonna pay heritage to our brand by continuing to <laughs> to buy whiskey where we've always bought. I just it. thought it was so ridiculous to sit there and say, "They said we have a mash bill of bourbon rye, <laughs> yeah. or, or no bourbon like, rye barley or it's corn rye barley." Like, do they sorry. think the only people that are, have bought anything or you know or whiskey drinkers uh, all they do is pay attention they're like wait you're telling me that a rye whiskey that's not a we have a we have corn in this oh my gosh and you add a little bit of rye just to put a nod to pistol big roots like i don't know it just felt a little i would say disingenuous just cheesy that's all it really is sure it's good i got good mgp rye stocks well, they don't really have those anymore Hell, they, they were well, yeah, they, they used doing, to, but they built that the brand yeah, off of it. It was doing that, um, and then they got a bunch of Canadian rise for a while too, which I thought were better. Um, I should just keep doing those. I love those. They were high high Canadian ages rise. too. A lot of them. We had some. We had some seventeen years, didn't we? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we did. Those are good. All right, so I don't know. You you an orchestra guy? Not really. I, I didn't peg you for one either. But <laughs> the Louisville Orchestra, they are going into partnership with Woodford Reserve. And they're celebrating Bourbon Heritage Month with a gala and the release of an exclusive bourbon curated by the conductor and the music director, Teddy Abrams. Quote says, a spectacle for the senses is a full orchestral concert that includes special pairings of which we reserve with assistant master distiller Elizabeth McCall. So in the quote, they say that the notes in the bourbon will be paired perfectly with the notes in the orchestral pieces, creating a sensation for the palate and the ears. That can, and that was what Abrams said by, uh, yeah. So he said there will be a concert like no other <laughs> in Louisville Orchestra history in a true spectacle. Because everybody will be drunk. <laughs> and <they'll> be like, <laughs> Let me play that fiddle. Like, it's, a, it's the best damn <laughs> trombone i've ever heard my clarinet <laughs> let me let me hold i'm let sorry me hold your wand and, and hold and lead this thing here all right so the event is gonna be on friday september 30th at old foresters Parisier town hall in louisville the bottles are hand numbered and signed by abrams and mccall tickets are a thousand dollars for individuals and fifteen hundred dollars for couples 
It's following a dinner and an orchestral concert at Paris Town Hall, and each ticket includes a special tasting of Woodford Reserve that will be paired with music compositions chosen by Abrams. Abrams and McCall will lead the group during the tasting, showing people how to use their senses to pull out flavor notes in bourbon while picking up notes from different instruments. Hmm. I'm going to start pairing Vivaldi with different... I wonder what Vivaldi... I don't know. That's the only... Yo-Yo Ma. More of a... <laughs> Those are the only two, like, just because they were, like, they were on, like, American Express commercials or something. I'm more of a Bach guy myself. <laughs> yeah, name one Bach All right, Never mind. I'm more of a Mozart guy myself. <laughs> Canon and D. I'm an Adi... You're an Adagio for strings. That's what it is. <laughs> T.S. Tiesto. <laughs> I... It's interesting. This is, this is hilarious. It's interesting. I don't know. Everybody's got to find an angle. And that's what, to me, wrong. Fred has done things where he did music pairings with bourbon. And I still can't wrap my head around it to think that as you're listening to something, you're pulling out different senses. I just, I don't know. It's, it seems it seems uh, odd. But just, maybe I am just haven't, haven't been a believer because I haven't done it. I mean, Stapleton and bourbons, no fail, but I don't really think it pulls senses. It just feels good. It just feels right. It's just a little more vanilla when you when you hear that Stapleton epic song come on. Uh, when when they hit that chord, it really brings out the the tannins. I uh, just liked your quote earlier saying, "Yeah, it's gonna be spectacle like no other because they're all be drunk." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. They're, they're going to <laughs> Sorry, little book. I they're think never inviting us to anything ever again. All right. So the last, last news okay. article is that Russell's Reserve is announcing the debut of an all-new annual limited edition collection called Russell's Reserve Single Rick House. So this is serving as a distinct expression of the location or the Rick House of where the liquid is aged and then the terroir of that aging environment. And each single Rick House bottling will feature rare liquid from a different individual Rick House past and present at the Wild Turkey Distillery. The series explores the often unsung contributions to specific resting places as they have on whiskey's final character, celebrating the varied nuances of whiskey aging across these different environments. The inaugural release of Russell Reserve single workhouse Camp Nelson C features liquid from only 72 barrels from the now dismantled seven-story rickhouse of Camp Nelson C. Built in 1946 and decommissioned in 2021, Camp Nelson C became a treasured rickhouse of wild turkey. It's situated on top of a hill and next to the Kentucky River, and the warehouse was made from timber and clad with tin to naturally control internal temperatures, with space for air to circulate and allow the barrels to breathe during the aging process. Russell's Reserve Master Distiller Eddie Russell, he selected the barrels for this special release from the center cut, also considered to be the sweet spot on floors three and four of the warehouse. It's aged over 10 years, and this limited release of non-chill filtered bourbon is bottled at 112.4 proof and has an SRP of $250. Oh no, not <laughs> now whiskey geeks are gonna be pissed if they get a Camp Nelson that's not on the third or fourth <laughs> floor. <laughs> Why would they do that? I don't know. And Campari, you're welcome for this whole idea from all the whiskey geeks. Like to have the this but no it's very cool it's a it's an obvious thing that whiskey geeks are gonna go after because this is what single barrel picks have been for the longest time you have a the whole four roses like tier whatever and you have a the same thing with russell reserve you're chasing after a camp nelson or a whatever and you just want to get your hands on it (sighs) i'm i'm more team tower this is i'm right i'm telling you right now i am i'm beyond a little floored when I heard the SRP on this one at two hundred fifty dollars, so oh I really? Mean, if you think about it, what's a what's a regular single barrel pick of Russell's? I don't know, fifty, sixty five bucks, fifty five, something around bucks. there. We'll Until say the thirteen we'll years, not we'll even say that 75 high. Seventy five at the high mark. I mean, you're gonna tell me that you're gonna find some special barrels from? I mean, because this is you're telling me this is a lot better than a single barrel pick that you can get at, you know, your favorite barrel club called yeah, Bourbon Pursuit or to your local right. store or something like that. And those are bottled at 110 proof. And this is 2.4 proof higher. I, I just don't see the, I mean, I can see why people want to go chase after it because people are crazy, but I don't see the value in it. So it's five times better than your regular Russell's pick. 
And that's been the hard part with Russell's and all their, you know, Turkey and their limited releases. Those damn Russell picks are so good. It's it's only marginally better, you know, to have these limited releases. Now, I was a huge fan of the first Russell's 13. I haven't had the, the last two, but... I've never uh, had it in gym. But hell, that's only like... That's like 75 bucks, I think, for 13-year-old. See? Um, yeah, I'm surprised it's that price. That Maybe it comes in some ornate box or something, and you... You know, it's got a whole huge packaging thing to it. I don't know. I just, I thought for 250 I was. Probably comes with a music box that you can pair, <laughs> you know, different orchestra elements to elevate your senses. No, it's it's going to open up with a, a voice box with Eddie yelling at you because you can't open the <laughs> the, the, the barrel <laughs> yeah. that's without the hammer. <laughs> He's like, come on, you wuss. Take this yeah. hammer, boy. <laughs> that's pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah, I got yelled at by Eddie a few times. That's why I never... I never try to muscle my way into taking the bung out of the barrel now. Oh, I know. He brings that thing out. I start hiding behind people. <laughs> I'm like, don't pick me. I don't want to hit that damn thing. They're all going to laugh at you. Girl, it's embarrassing trying to do that thing, just banging on that damn. I'm like, guys, get get a freaking actuator, you know, the little yeah. hand drill. Make it Make it easy. They make tools for this now. They can get one for, you sell one of these bottles. That's about what they cost. <laughs> there so. you go. Maybe we just bring our own on these barrel picks now. I know. I used to bring my thief, but then when COVID happened, nobody, everybody frowned upon <laughs> that. So it's just been stuck in my You're, garage. You might be the only person who takes their own thief on a on a whiskey barrel pick. Yeah. Fletcher made me that. Heaven Hill that one day yeah. for my birthday. Shout out. All right. Well, good deal. That's all the bourbon news this week. How about it? All right. All right. Well, had some interesting I ones. I can't wait till next week. See what you compare whiskey with. Or who's going to be building the next $50 million distillery. Uh, maybe 200, maybe 200 million. million. It feels like it might get crowded, but we still got a little bit of ways to, to find that out. And I know you've said it all the time that bourbon's the perfect product because the whiskey geeks are going to chase after it because they want to taste something different and new. That's just the, the way it is. Yeah. And you still, you go to like, I mean, hell, you have a whole damn store named Total Wine, <laughs> you know, across the country. And you look at, you know, the wine and how many brands there are there. So, I mean, I think we're still okay. It's just, it is a little, it, it is. Well, we're crazy. in the thick of it. You know, and, I, you know, we, we are, yeah. when I say we're in the thick of it, we are really in the thick of it. You know, we're, and people listening to this are the Well, same you're in too. that, I think you're in that, you know, you had those early adopter, or sorry, those early brands that are doing really well and you still, I, I still think we're in the middle of it. We're not at the tail end of this. So I think we're all in good places. Let's hope. hope. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Y'all out there say a prayer, fingers crossed, light a candle, whatever it is. And we'll let's hope, the, I hope that G word never comes to fruition. We'll be back right. next week and there, the G word won't be, won't be out by then, but thanks for sticking with us. Hope you all enjoyed an, another great edition of this week in bourbon. It was funny. So I'm here at the conference and I was telling uh, so my coworkers, I said, yeah, I have to go back and record a podcast. And we do this every single week about all the bourbon news. And they go, are you, are you kidding me? There's that much bourbon news every week. <laughs> they're like, tell me what's happened in the past 24 hours. And I told them the blue run and, and the makers thing. And they're like, all right. So I guess there is a lot of news that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll probably have to cut a lot of news. We don't even That's talk true. about. That's true. But with that, cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles. Toodles.